0: I got those! I got those bugs! The giant isopod toys <laughs> that he was collecting. I got them shipped from Japan! Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kirscher.
1: Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined as always by the fabulous Melissa, and we have a special returning constant. Um, like he's kind of like Charo, in that like. <laughs> He, like he's just always there. He's just always there. He's going to show up for a special guest appearance on the Love Boat. We have with us Kelvin Hatley. Hi, Kelvin.
2: Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here again. <laughs> I, I know I was I was really excited when I heard you were resuming this.
0: Can can you uh, shimmy for us at Lake Charo? I, all
2: right,
1: all right. It's, <laughs> it's an audio a medium.
2: I don't think it's going to work here. Well, he he did a shimmy
1: instead of the aye 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 ay, We got I Hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was never really good at that <laughs> thing.
1: That, that was decent. I mean, for a white guy, I got to give, a, give yeah. you some props there. Yeah, pretty uh, fly for well, a
2: white guy.
0: This yeah. is audio. We can say it was the most fabulous shimmy I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we are bi-locational, so I'll have to take your word for it, Melissa. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. So this week, listeners, uh, we are... Continuing with just leaning into the joy, like so many of us need to. And we're each of us just going to talk about a movie we've seen recently that we enjoyed. Excellent. Mm, Melissa, did you want to take us away?
0: I would. I saw a most excellent movie within this last week. It's called The Gentle Art of Japanese Extortion from 1992 okay uh, it's directed by Juzo Itami who is the same guy who did Tampopo oh okay yes and it's absolutely delightful so the idea behind this movie is that um there is this uh upscale hotel that um are is run by kind of these nebushi Japanese people who um are want to uh, host a lovely summit uh, with all sorts of international folk in it. But they can't because the Yakuza keeps coming in and wanting to use their facilities. And uh, the Yakuza keep coming because they don't know how to push back and say, no, you, you are Yakuza and cannot come here. So uh, (laughs) they keep bungling their interactions with the Yakuza. And eventually, they f- they find this woman who is played by Nibu- uh, Nabuka Miyamoto. I'm sorry, I'm getting stuttery, but she is uh, this this amazing lawyer who specifically deals with the type of bullying that the yakuza use to get what they want. And so she, she knows all the tricks in the book. And so they bring her in as like a special consultant and she is like the manic pixie dream girl, except if she's like a middle-aged, uh, uh, take no bullshit, middle-aged woman. She's amazing. And every time, every time this actress comes into a movie, I just go, Oh, I love her. Like no matter what movie it is, but especially here, this is just a great introduction to this actress and it's it's a comedy. It's hilarious. It's very sweet. and absolutely delightful. And right now it's on criterion
1: ooh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So this
0: was, you said it was 92. 1992. And so it has all of the uh, late 80s, early 90s fashion. So she comes in <laughs> and she's got like the the trapezoidal haircuts and the the Japanese power suits that are like bright and, and huge shoulder pads. And yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Absolutely
0: wonderful. Um, and, and I so, assume
1: subtitles. Yeah.
0: It, oh, yes, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely delightful. And um, I will just say overall, lately I've been really getting into Juzo Itami. I think I'm actually going to just go forth and watch all of his films because right now he's three for three with me because I saw Tampopo and I saw this one and uh, uh, Supermarket Woman is also absolutely delightful. And they all star Nobuko, uh Miyamoto because she was married to Juzo Itami. But they were they're a great pairing for working together.
1: And um, are all three of them on Criterion?
0: They are it's pretty Ooh, much brutal. all of Itami's movies yeah. are on Criterion. Yeah, right isn't a taxing woman on there? A taxing woman is on yeah, there, okay. which is uh, one of his other big ones.
1: Well, that's so, certainly yeah. a lot better than what. Apple has on offer right now they've made a deal with M. Night Shyamalan so oh boy, (laughs) all of Shyamalan's films are highlighted on the Apple TV Plus and I'm just like (laughs) yay oh (laughs) because it literally goes Unbreakable, Sixth Sense The Happening that's the lineup that like appears (laughs) and I'm just like that is some whiplash y'all my god
2: sometimes you're in the mood for a tree movie (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but when i want to watch a tree movie it's not that one yeah,
2: yeah. I can't, I can't. there are more interesting tree movies out there like
0: by uh,
1: far oh my god apparently uh Shyamalan is uh he's doing a show for tv apple tv plus uh the servant i have not watched any of it it's got like four seasons but that's where that's coming from mm-hmm. so um you know and i I always would prefer that creators are making great things. And I have to say there is something about the happening that is so bonkers that I'm sort of delighted it exists. Mm-hmm. So go forth, Shyamalan, and continue to be wackadoodle. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Go for it. Um, Kelvin, what movie did you want to share with us?
2: Uh, well, okay, normally Melissa and I tend to get some people over here to her place and we watch uh quote unquote bad movies on New Year's Eve. And, and and that has that has kind of expanded over the years to not just like bad movies, but just sort of
0: cults. Cult, cult things, movies. genre yeah. oddities. So so yes, our uh our bad movie lineup this year had a, a strange amount of actually good movies.
2: Yeah, we had, we had like a lot of legit good yeah. movies, and like uh, the Last of Sheila.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so which good. is great.
2: But I uh, what I wanted to talk about was one of the <laughs> actual bad <laughs> movies we we stuck in there, and that's Nine Deaths of the Ninja.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, tell me a little bit it, about it, this it's film. It's great.
2: It's a uh, you know 1986, canon, uh, kind of end of that ninja action cycle. And it's who mm-hmm. uh, who is like sort of the king of the ninja movie and was in all the other ninja movies. And uh, it's a very bonkers movie. It, it has two of the absolutely most over-the-top, what-the-heck-is-going-on-here villains I've ever seen. It's beautiful. <laughs> There's like one guy who's, who's clearly supposed to be patterned after Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> He he's in a wheelchair, and he's doing. I don't know how to describe the accent, but it's. I don't want to say it's in the same ballpark as German, but like, it's <laughs> it's it's on the planet somewhere, <laughs> you know. Um, and so,
1: let me get this straight: a German accent is a planet, and he his accent is a continent from there.
2: Well, like you could pin it down as an Earth accent of some kind. (laughs)
1: Well, that's really pinning it down there. I
2: I was gonna say, like, well, I couldn't even pin it down as European sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, bless. Uh, And uh, and and he's like some kind of ex-Nazi or something. Uh, And you
0: need you need to talk about the other villain.
2: The other villain is a. Some sort of black woman paramilitary commander whose name is Honey Hump.
1: Oh, oh, (laughs)
2: but and she overacts like you've never seen her.
0: Oh, it's spectacular to watch her work. She is, I am Captain Honey Hump.
2: (laughs) I mean, stuff like that. She is
0: into it. Yeah, she
2: is into it.
0: Into it hardcore. And and it's delightful.
2: And it's just a you know, weird canon silliness. There's a scene where a bunch of little people attack Shokushugi. <laughs> in, in a museum.
0: In a museum.
2: <laughs> Suddenly a bunch of really short guys, and they're all wearing, like, white shirts and, like, black fedoras for some reason. <laughs> all run in and start fighting him. It's just like, what? Nothing. There's, like, literally no setup to this. It's just sort of like... Oh, he's in the museum. Quick, send, send the squad in.
1: I'm. I, would I be correct in guessing this is somewhat low budget?
0: Oh, goodness. It is
2: pretty low budget. Very, um, very.
0: I mean, this is canon films. Yeah, it's canon.
2: <laughs> uh, God, what else was in there? The Shokasugi's partner is Mr. Like, supposed to be super slick with the ladies guy. And, you know, of course, he just comes off like a total creep well yeah um there
0: there's a fascination with lollipops, yeah, He really likes lollipops and keeps giving kids lollipops. There's like a whole bandolier of lollipops, oh okay, yeah.
1: that's cool, right a uh, bandolier of candy' yeah. always gonna be a winner
2: yeah oh, uh, and and some weird weapons <laughs> like at the climax show, Kasugi pulls out this like spring loaded I don't know what it is, it's like well I, it looks have... like a digging tool almost oh, yeah.
0: Well, there's also a thing where he pulls out a sword, and then there's like a hinge in it, so it becomes like a pistol grip sword.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to describe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. I was like, yeah. "What?
2: What? Is... Why? Why? We don't know. What? That's oh, not. That doesn't seem like a ninja thing. That just seems I... like a.
0: Does oh. it? Does it look cool?
2: Kinda. Hey. It's different.
1: I, f- I feel, I, f- huh. <laughs> A all, all pistol a can of ninja. grip sword? Wouldn't it just be sort of a knight stick, only sharpened?
2: Yeah, Kinda. It, kind of.
0: Kind
1: of.
2: I don't think he even really uses it in any particular way either. He just, kind of, I think he just kind of blocks something coming in with it or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's only on screen for like nine seconds. I mean, they oh, put I mean, a lot okay. of thought in that for something that, that isn't used very much.
1: I always love it when they like when they come up with some crazy idea to like, oh, but it's a sword, but it's it's this. Like Kylo Ren's lightsaber with a little like venting yeah. on the sides. It's like, oh, that looks so cool. Yeah, it's That's not, wildly impractical. It's
2: not. Yeah. It's not like a James Bond thing where like a cigarette pack is actually a a gun or something.
1: Or like, um, do you remember that movie, The Sword and the Sorcerer from the eighties that had oh, like yes. a triple blade? Yes, <laughs> with the two blades that like are rocket powered. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, That's pretty
2: special, too. Oh, uh, I, I just need to... M- we, we we have to mention the Nine Deaths of the Ninja opening credits sequence. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> uh, it's a dance routine involving, like, women in, like, kind of aerobics-y looking outfits.
0: I- imagine with, uh, uh, Robert a- Palmer's backup band in leotards. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Shokasugi. And Shokasugi.
2: And it's like a... <laughs> A very low budget, like James Bond opening credits thing. There's a lot of like dry ice fog <laughs> and stuff, and, and these women are dancing around to kind of a kind of a power ballad y sort of song while Shokasugi's in the background doing like cool ninja poses.
1: Yeah. oh that sounds kind of great. That's kind of great.
0: It's kind of great. What, that's-
1: <laughs> That kind of opening would win me over. I'd be like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll send you a a YouTube video
2: because I'm sure there's- Yeah, I just saw some clips of it uh, online somewhere and I was just like, I think we're going to see this this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It was a good call. It was a good call, Kelvin. It was
2: a good thing to end on. It was our last film of the marathon. Yeah, that
0: was chef's kiss. On (laughs) (laughs) Bless it. Um, How long
1: was the marathon? Um, we went for two days. It
2: was a couple days with like yeah, a, a break for sleep and food. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like... So
0: we we watch a bunch of movies. We call we called it a little after midnight, you because know, we're old and tired. Yeah. And then you know, everybody broke. We had some sleep, and then we went to Fat Nats in the morning, had some uh, breakfast, and then started watching movies again. And.
1: Love it. Mm. Yeah. That, Melissa, you know what that means. We should do a Xana weekend. A xana a weekend again soon. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. We need to do that. We'll that need to be... look
0: at our calendars and uh, synchronize watches. Yes. Absolutely.
1: That would be okay. rad. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the movie that I watched recently, recently being like a month ago, listeners. Uh, yeah, re- that's good. Um, just sort of... Lately, I've been more doing TV because um, we are in a golden age of TV. And also, whenever I do watch a movie, I have just been rewatching *The Glass Onion*,
0: um, which is good. I'm it's like so up good.
1: on like the eighth time watching it, <laughs> and <laughs> so. Um, but what I want to talk about is the advent calendar. This is on Shudder. It is a recent release. It is a holiday horror. We don't get a ton of those. I love that. Thanks to things like Shudder, that we are getting more. Like, mm-hmm. thank you, um, filmmakers, for understanding that um, the holidays are actually kind of horrifying and awful. And like, we can also, in addition to the the jolly, heartwarming, we can also acknowledge the existential dread of the holidays. Um, so the Advent calendar. Is uh, French um, or Belgian, but anyway, it was. I think it was shot in Belgium, like I think the city was uh, Brussels, Bruges. So let's say it's Belgian. Uh, all the names involved are French. The lead actress, in fact, um, I can't pronounce her name sadly. It's Eugenie, um, but it's Der I don't know, Derrand, uh, Derrand, anyway leaving aside my terrible French. The <laughs> idea is that we have this young woman in a wheelchair with her dog and her she's having her birthday. Very quickly you understand she, like, tries to call her dad and whoever it is that answers the phone is, like, clearly being like, no, I'm not going to let you talk to him." So there's some sort of controlling her access to her father, who she clearly loves, is being throttled. And challenged so she's a little bit down and then her very lively friend Sophie shows up and is like happy birthday did you think I forgot I just came from Germany and I bought you a birthday present it's an advent calendar and it's this very vintage um, old-timey ad- advent calendar made out of wood it's got like written on the back if you dump me I will kill you <laughs> and they still and then they still go ahead with it. And then, like her it's friend, it's so says, German. It's her, so German. Her friend Sophie even says, like, actually, I didn't buy it. I just stole it from a creepy shop and it's like um y'all anybody should know at this point not just to not to <laughs> just just to not to but nope we're gonna go we're gonna go ahead yeah especially so, if
2: the owner looks like vincent price or something like that right, yeah especially
1: <laughs> we never we never find out i don't yeah, think yeah i know yeah. or i don't or remember Udo but Kier. No. Or Udo Kier. Ooh, yes so they open the first door and the and they are There's like rules on the back. I forget where the rules are, but the rules are like, if you start, you can't stop. Once you eat the first candy, because it's an advent calendar, right? And Normally that means that you open the little door and you eat a little candy. Once you eat the first candy, you have to eat all of them. And if you don't, I'm going to kill you. And if you try to dump the box, I'm going to kill you. And so she starts eating the candy each day and things are getting weirder. And it starts to feel very personal, like this was my dad's favorite candy. And then she eats it and her dad calls her. But you find out that her dad's got dementia. He's got Alzheimer's. Um, And then, like, okay, we're heading kind of into spoiler territory, listeners. Do we still have the spoiler zone? We do.
0: (laughs) I'll drop it in.
1: So... Little bit of spoiler, like, things start getting killed. Like, I don't even want to, like, things, people, like, things start getting dark. She's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, And then what is getting revealed to you is she was a dancer, like very quickly they let you know she was a dancer and you're like, oh, she's in a wheelchair. This must be recent. Oh, it was her friend, Sophie, who was responsible. And at that point you're like, oh, Sophie's days are numbered. <laughs> and what I really like about this, because I don't want to delve too far into the, um, you. by the way, you can come back now, listeners, if you're like, la, 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 I don't want to hear. I don't want to delve too far into the twists and turns. But what I liked about it is, first off, there's some time loopy sort of in implications happening of like, wait, what's happening? Wait, we can turn this back. Wait, how does this happen? And like, obviously, listeners, at some point, the admin calendar is going to offer you'd be able to walk again. And you know, given that things have been dying, like, okay, who does she have to kill to walk again? Um, and... And it all builds to a head as she thinks she's got the whole puzzle unraveled. And then at the very last second, I love what I loved was there was a wrinkle a lo- where somebody else comes running and is like, wait, I think I solved it. Logic wrinkle this. And she's left with this choice. And the screen goes black. hmm. Um, there is a- another scene that happens, but I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it is really atmospheric. I love the design of the monster. I love the design of the advent calendar. And I love the mechanics of the curse. So... It was a really solid entry in my, um, my holiday viewing. As we know, I do love to watch holiday movies. Normally, they're the holiday rom-coms, but I do like a palate cleanser once in a while with a little bit of murder. So this worked <laughs> out real dang well. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, uh, dear listeners, I have seen The Advent Calendar as well, and I would also recommend it.
1: It's, it, it's a fascinating movie.
2: Yeah, I've seen it too. It's good. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a nice little puzzle movie. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i like curse movies where you have to figure out what what how is this working what are the mechanics here so right. i i did enjoy it yes all right all right so then um those are our movies for this week listeners um feel free to seek them out like and by the way if you are a horror fan putting a plug in you should be getting that shutter um that shutter uh, subscription. Shudder is fantastic. Uh, they have an amazing collection. They do a really good job of curating it into different sort of lists and they even bring people into like, this is who our guest this month and these are the movies they've curated that are their favorites. Mm-hmm. But they've got, like, they've got folk horror right now. They've got demon possession. They've got zombies and they, they break it up at all these types. But the thing that I really love is when you first open the app, they've got three TV channels going that you can flip between that are showing movies that are currently in their catalog. So you can watch, you can just start watching whatever's playing. And for if you're a Gen Xer like me, I do actually miss a little bit of finding things by chance because you were flipping the channels. And this gives you that feel, and since anything that you find, if you're like, oh, actually, I, I really want, really want to watch this, you can just go, okay, well, it's somewhere in the catalog. I'll go search for it and start from the beginning. Indeed. Really such a cool app.
2: Yeah, it's not, a, it's not an expensive
0: channel either. Yeah, it's like five or six bucks. Yeah, yeah it's not,
1: not bad. I pay mm-hmm. annually, and I think it's 50 annually.
0: Yeah, it's not much. It's pretty cheap.
1: Yeah, and like if you're a horror fan, totes worth it. Absolutely. Um, so now we come to the point where we talk about something that brings us joy. Yes. Um, I will say uh, we've been watching Willow, and it's not so much Willow that is bringing me joy. Um, but the character of Dove, the kitchen cook girl, when she heads off on the adventure, she has this green knitted wrap thing that I am now obsessed with. And and what is bringing me joy is I have found an Etsy pattern for it. Perfect. Crochet even. Like, (gasps) I don't even have to fucking knit. Oh, perfect. Right. Oh, Uh, yes. Yes. And and I was like, Theodora, would you? I found a pattern. Would you want that? Because then I could make that for you. (laughs) And then also, like, let's be real. She's not doing a whole lot of cosplay these days, but I'm like, you'd be a great dove. <laughs> With your long blonde hair and your yeah. sassiness. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's what has brought me joy recently. How about the two of you? Go ahead,
0: Kelvin. Do you have something? Uh,
2: yeah, I have a couple things. I'm just trying to decide between them. I'm going to pick the thing that people who are not local to Minneapolis can probably do. Okay. Okay. Um, at Fantastic Fest this past uh, fall, I um, they showed the first two episodes of a Spanish uh, advent like a um, superhero adventure show called Garcia,
0: which is great. Which oh yeah, which is
2: great, and they just showed the first two episodes of it, uh, and then it was going to be had the whole thing was going to be on HBO Max, you know, in in a few months and it's it's active on hbo max right now and i just rewatched like the first two ep- the first two episodes today
1: oh. uh, again
2: to refresh my memory and it's it, it's really fun i mean i'm all, okay i'm only judging by the first two episodes here but it's uh the premise is that it's basically captain spain
1: yeah oh fun yeah.
2: it's like there is this sort of but it's like captain spain but with like but the feel is much more James Bond-ish.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, is,
0: it is really, There's
1: really
2: this. Ba- there's basically this super agent named Garcia from the 60s who was protecting Spain at, uh, against a bunch of, you know, mis- you know, various threats. And he wears like a suit and tie, but he has like enhanced strength and reflexes and that kind of generic superhero stuff. And, uh, basically he gets frozen, uh, girl reporter runs into him. He, he, he gets kind of unfrozen to modern day and there is, how do I put this? The, the tone of the, of the show is they do a really good job of keeping it very light. Mm -hmm. It doesn't forget it's like a pulp adventure thing, but it also deals with stuff like the Franco regime.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, nice. Because he is,
2: because he is a, Garcia is technically a product of the Franco regime. And he kind of knows it was bad, but and then he runs into like a, a threat of like another super agent who is uh like from a pro Franco neo-fascist movement that's trying to take over Spain. <laughs> so it's it's okay. basically mm-hmm. him against that, and uh it's really good because he's not stupid. Like he's this macho secret agent guy from the 60s. He's in the modern day. He sees all the gender role changes and the gender expression changes and stuff. And he's, he he does, and there's no moment where he's like, oh, this is horrible or anything. He's just like, okay, this is different. <laughs> I have okay. to adapt to this. I yes. have to You know, uh yeah, and and I can't I don't know the actor's name, but he's really good at conveying this uh you know, sort of macho, stoic exterior, but like genuinely confused by things. But like he figures out how to use a GPS super fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And stuff like that. He isn't like, What what is I am a caveman. I don't know what this is, you know. (laughs) There isn't anything like that. A
0: frozen caveman lawyer. (laughs) But uh it's really fun. I do want to
2: see the whole thing. It's on HBO Max. And I bring this up because HBO Max seems to be committed to cutting its own throat. Yeah. So I don't know how much longer it's on there, but it's like a Spanish language um, superhero show. And I think it's fun.
0: Yeah. It's it's wonderful. And uh, dear listeners, if you are familiar with the works of Nacho Vigilando, uh the guy who's the director of the show is Eugenio Mira, who usually is the person who does the music for Nacho's films. And Eugenio Mira made a little movie uh, which he directed called Grand Piano, which is basically the movie Speed, except with Piano and Elijah Wood.
1: Yes, it's brilliant.
0: It is. It is. It's very it's very uh, 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 Brian De Palma.
1: Yeah. 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 That's good. But anyway, um, Garcia is great. You can search through our back catalog because I know we talked about that one on the show at one point. We did. All right, and... Poor HBO Max. They did actually drop His Dark Materials, by the way, Melissa, His <sighs> Dark Materials Season 3. They did it. And <laughs> they did it. Uh, listeners, If <laughs> it's a long-running joke for me of like, oh, you found these books that were very popular, so you bought the rights. Did you read them yeah. uh, before you said, let's go ahead and develop those because the Book Three, literally, they kill God, um yeah, yeah, and I was just like, okay, they um they've done it let's uh let's go, and it's it's solid, it's not bad, I do recommend it, listeners uh it's a it has it is a really good cast, it's really good storytelling, it's lovely world building, yeah. I give it a recommend. Sure. Nice. Randomly tuck that in there. A little bit of bonus. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap up with you, Melissa. What brings you joy?
0: Well, right now it's literally vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is a great rainy day today.
0: Guess remember, remember how I was saying last week that it was, it was kind of a darker time for me and I hadn't been taking my vitamin D. I've been taking my, my vitamin D now and I am doing much better. Yay! So, <laughs> dear listeners, if you, if you live in the gloom, if you live in the north where in the winter um, you have like 18 seconds of daylight per day, <laughs> I highly recommend just getting some vitamin D. Just pump it right in there daily. It's a game changer.
2: I keep forgetting about vitamin D.
0: It's a wonder drug, man.
2: Yeah. It's I, fantastic. I gotta, I gotta just stick the bottle like right yeah. Next to my alarm clock or something. So yeah. Just take, take it,
0: it. In- intravenously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so that is it.
1: That is uh, it. Uh, well, yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Right? There's nothing quite like, oh, I feel better. Isn't it? Isn't it great that, you know,
0: self uh, self-care actually results in something?
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. Yes, Melissa yes all right listeners um feel free by the way uh we're not gonna like do a whole lot of it but like feel free to let us know um well we don't nobody twitters anymore <laughs>
0: yeah well <laughs> yes, I, I still do but yeah. I, I i think a uh, gray duck is still listening to us on twitter i think and we got, so, we got um, a couple people i think at least one of the fine bryans is out there
1: but we'd love to hear what's bringing you joy these days. Yes. So feel absolutely. free to drop us a line and let us know at any, and any channel that suits your purposes. Uh, but we are going to keep this super short. Um, it's our new modus operandi. We'll see, we'll see how this new version of XCPD continues to grow and develop, but we're going to leave you with just a couple of recommend, recommendations for the week. And we will talk to you again next week. Yay. Yay. So this has been Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy and Melissa. And the Charo to my gopher, <laughs> Kelvin Hatley.
2: Hey, that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> you are the Charo to my gopher.
0: We love you, Kelvin. Thank you. Uh, I love you. Get the to guys too. Aww. 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 On that note, I believe we're out for the week. Woot woot. All right. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton new episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. You should see it. It's super great.
0: Is it as good as Kelvin's Charo dance? (laughs) Is it as, as good as that?